Thank you for listening to the First Christian Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to all of our Sunday morning sermons. Be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a sermon. Enjoy today's message. Become alive. I find it fascinating that the disciples, the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, were we're stumbling through some darkened days in this moment, in this passage of Scripture. They had no hope. Their, their skies had turned to gray, and their heads were hung low because they were grieving without hope. Even with all that Jesus had told them, even with what our Lord had prepared them to do? If you will turn to John chapter 20, we're going to look there in Scripture today. I find it fascinating that a lot of people don't know the story. We had a person, I believe, probably that had never heard the narrative of Jesus' resurrection in our first service today. So what you may take for granted Others are hearing for the very first time. And if you're online with us today, we're glad you're with us. I wish you could be here. Uh, The music has been great. Choir, you did a fantastic job. I so appreciate all the volunteers, our sound guys, lights guys, everyone that makes this possible for all three services. But their their whole hope, our whole goal, is that you would come alive. Today in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at the Gospel of John, verses 20, verses 1 through 10. It says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Now, what this word, and I want you to watch the progression of the verb to see, saw, in other words, is that she noticed something had occurred. That the stone had been taken away. And so she, she ran and she went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have laid him. Well, she, she naturally reasoned that someone had taken him away because there wasn't any other option in her darkened gray world. Because people who die are dead forever. That was her experience, much like ours. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. But both of them were running together, and the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Do you have a sense of competitive spirit in this moment? The other thing is that other disciple, anybody, I, I am always concerned from a counseling perspective when people use, refer to themselves in third person. I think that's a little weird. And the one who loved Jesus outran the other one. And stopping to look in, he saw, he saw the linen cloths lying there but did not go in. Now, when he saw, this is kind of a, hey, this is an unusual 
event, this is an unnatural occurrence that I'm looking at. This is what the word means. Notice the progression. And, and the linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. And then Simon Peter came. So then Simon Peter came, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in the place by itself. And the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in. And he saw and believed. Now this idea of this progressive seeing that occurred here that John is sharing with us where he believed is written from a a future position. He's looking back retrospectively on what had occurred in that moment and he says he believed. But but here's how he qualifies this in verse 9. He says, For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. And then the disciples went back to their homes. Now, if he had believed the gospel story that Jesus really had resurrected from the dead, would he have just gone back home? I don't believe so. Here's what occurred. They saw Mary Magdalene John and Peter saw, but they did not see. They did not understand. But Mary stayed at the tomb. And she stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. Now this is a supernatural event. These were angels of the Lord. They were sitting there, but yet she did not see him. She was not afraid. They didn't say, hey, don't be afraid because she wasn't afraid because she wasn't taking it all in. She did not understand. She did not see. Yet she saw. She saw and still did not see. And so for some of you, you are so familiar with the story that you still do not see. Because you haven't experienced the resurrected Lord. Much like Mary. You see, but you don't see. Your lives have not been transformed by the resurrected Lord. Notice what John goes on to say. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Now, supposing him to be the gardener, can you imagine? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Now, circumstance, grief, mourning, can you feel it? Because of all of that, she could not see the Lord. (coughs) Folks, Some of us can't see the Lord because of the circumstances present around us. Whether it's our anxiety, our insecurity, our depression, our losses, our instability. 
we don't see him as he is. But what's Jesus say to her? He said to her, Mary, and he turned and he and she turned and, and said to him in Aramaic, Rabuni, which means teacher. And when he said her name, she knew who it was. She's alive because she saw and she believed. Are you alive because you see and you believe? Jesus said to her, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. He's foretelling what's going to happen. I'm not ready. Don't hang on to me so tightly. But when you're alive, you can live without Jesus' physical presence. He is always spiritually present in us. We're alive because He's alive in us. Do you feel the emotion of what Jesus is doing. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he had said these things to her. She's alive, she saw, and still a credible witness, and still did not, they did not see. The disciples still did not get it. I find this so fascinating because after Jesus shows himself to Mary Magdalene, then he chooses to walk along the road to Emmaus with two disciples, Clopas and another disciple who is not named. Take a seven-mile hike after you're resurrected. They don't recognize who Jesus was. And he said, he walked up to them and he said, what are you guys talking about? He butt right into their conversation. And they looked at him amazed because they, they said, how can you be coming from Jerusalem and not know about this? How he was crucified and he's dead, but some say he's alive. And Jesus didn't speak disrespectfully to them. He didn't say, you guys are just a bunch of idiots. Don't you get it? Here's what the prophets prophesied about. This is what God's plan was. He took them through Scripture to teach them. And when they were about to arrive, they stopped to have something to eat. They asked him to pray for a blessing over what they were going to eat. And when he prayed, they knew who it was. And he vanished. And here's what they said in Luke chapter 24, verses 31 and 32. He said, and, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while we, he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scripture? They felt it, they saw, and their hearts burned, and they came alive and had to tell someone. So what did they do? They made a beeline back to Jerusalem, hiked those seven miles in a hurry so they could tell the disciples that Jesus was alive. 
And it still wasn't good enough. Mary Bangaline's testimony, Clopas and the other disciples' testimony, it wasn't good enough for them. You see, coming alive depends on more than just physical presence and physical sight. It depends on spiritual presence and spiritual sight. Can you see? In verse 19, and John, he said, on the evening of that day, that first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. They were living in the shadows, still afraid. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When, they had, when he had said this, he showed them his hands, and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them, again, peace be with you, shalom. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now, Thomas, one of the twelve, was the only one missing. He was called the twin. He, he was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. See, when you're alive, you keep telling those that aren't yet alive. Mary kept on telling. Clopas and the other disciple kept on telling. And so did the other 11. But I like that Thomas is in the story because we have skeptics among us. You have family members, you have neighbors, you have co-workers that are skeptical of the gospel message that Jesus is alive. And I love that, that this, this story has skeptics and not everybody just buys into it all at once. Or I'd be even more skeptical. And there are times in our lives where we will doubt. And Thomas plays such an important role. And, and, and this is what he says. He said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into the side, I will never believe. That's Final. I will never, ever believe. But eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. And all the, do the doors were locked again, still in the shadows. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Then he looked directly into Thomas's eyes. And he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my sight. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him. Had Jesus fulfilled all the evidence? Had he proved himself? And the answer is yes. And he says in worship of Jesus, my Lord and my God. Thomas's world was redefined. The disciples' world was redefined. Mary Magdalene's world 
was redefined. And so was ours. At the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the world changed. History changed. It is the proof. It was the defining moment. And then Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Thomas saw the resurrected Christ and he came alive. Those that followed Jesus were willing to give their lives because of what they experienced, what they saw, what they understood. It changed their lives forever. We come alive when we believe on the resurrected Jesus. When we believe in Him, when we confess Him as Lord and Savior of our lives, as we understand that we become transformed, our lives will never be the same. We are redefined. And it separates us and sets us apart from all world religions. My question for you is, have you come alive? Do you know Jesus, the resurrected Lord of your life? Are you still living with your head hung low? Are you walking like a zombie through a maze? Do you live without hope in anxiety and fear and depression in the shadows? Jesus is calling you to him to know the resurrected Lord, to come alive, to live in living color forever. This morning, that's your opportunity to come alive in Christ. For some of you, you need to be resurrected because you're living in the grave and not in the life and in the light of Jesus Christ. That's what resurrection is all about. Will you please stand as I pray this morning and come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Father God, we are so grateful, so, so grateful that Jesus is alive and that we can come alive in Him, that our world will never, ever be the same, that you redefine the world. You redefine the world in that moment at the resurrection. And so, our lives, history, the world has changed. And we have hope, not only now, but forever in you. Father, I just pray that you will resurrect the dead person living in us and change us from the inside out that others might know and we would keep on telling and keep on sharing what we've experienced. We haven't seen it with our physical eyes, Lord, but we've experienced it spiritually. And we know that we know that we know that because He's alive, that we are alive forever. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We come this morning.